Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fignuts Podcast. This is Season 7, Episode 23, going at all of them for some really weird, weird reason. It's 298 episodes. I'm Craig. And I am Britt. Britt, we're back after the first round of playoffs. Yeah, we'll apologize for last week. I was exhausted, and the computers <laughs> decided to stop working on our end. <laughs> Things happen. Things happen. So we're... We took an un- unexpected week off there, but it leaves us with a lot to talk about going into this week. But first, let's start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking? I am drinking this clear liquid called water because I am on oh. drugs because my sinuses are stupid. Oh, man. I'm sorry to hear that. So, so I, yeah. no one, not, not that not that you, you have to have water, but then I'm sorry <laughs> that your sinuses are stupid <laughs> to the point where you have to have medicine for them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm not much better. I'm drinking Pepsi Zero Sugar because, um, you know, I drank a lot Saturday. <laughs> a lot. And we'll get into why. But first, let's do some burning hot takes. Craig, would you like to give or receive this week? Uh, let's go receive. Okay, so I was looking at Twitter which I know I'm not supposed to do. The court has told me I'm not allowed to do that. I, I did. I did. Let them come for me. Um, and I found an interesting question from Better Fantasy. Uh, At okay. Better Fantasy asks a serious question. Who would you rather have on your dynasty team right now? CJ Stroud or Patrick Mahomes? Dynasty? Dynasty. I would say Stroud. Okay, so explain yourself. I uh, he is he is a rookie, so he's he's going to be in Houston for the next what, four years at least. If he stays healthy, if he's yeah, you know, is it barring injury? So if he stays healthy, he's proven himself with. I don't want to say I don't want to. This is going to sound bad. I don't want to say no name receivers, but if you mm-hmm. compare beginning, you know, in August to fantasy receivers, like you really had. He had, you know, Dawson Schultz. <laughs> Tank, <laughs> Tank Dell. Yeah. Nico Collins. Sean is a Nico Collins shooter. Um, yeah. Noah yeah. Noah came out of nowhere for a couple weeks and then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, Dan- yeah, dynasty-wise, he's just a better choice because I don't, it, this is just me, and this is me not being a Chiefs fan. The Chiefs don't look like the Chiefs that they were, like, when they won the, you know, when they won the Super Bowl, and it's yeah, something something's off there, and it's not saying you know Mahomes is isn't as good, but I don't know. I think the Chiefs are going to change a lot in the next two seasons, like mm-hmm. uh, player wise. So I don't, I don't know. The reason I finally have come to the conclusion, the reason why Patrick Mahomes has struggled this year is the same reason. Why no one would go to a Yo-Yo Ma concert if you handed him a third grade violin. (laughs) It don't work. (laughs) We went from having Tyreek Hill and Mecole Hardman with everybody's favorite player. Oh, God, why just blank on his name? My favorite receiver. Oh, Jesus. Byron Pringle. Yes, thank you. My God, I'm getting old. (laughs) I'm not even drinking and that just flew out of my head. With like Byron Pringle as an outlet. We went from having that and and Juju Smith-Schuster, who decided to play all of two games last year, but did play those two games really well. You know, we went from that to, all right, one of you is going to have to step up. Step up. Is it you, Marquez? I dropped the ball every third pass attempt, Scantling? Is it you, Rashi Rice, who just got here and barely know our offense? 
hey, you know what? This is so bad. Let's go back and get Nicole Hardman because the Jets cut him. <laughs> don't forget your, your best friend, Kadarius. Oh, my God. Kadarius, don't. Uh. People, I, did, I did people not hear his not name. People should not sign ex-Giant players. I'm just saying. We, we, did not, we didn't sign him. We traded for him. People should not sign or trade for ex-Giants players. <laughs> I, I mean that's I mean that's even it's not even like we were driving down the street and he was sitting on the side of the road and we were like get in, we <laughs> sent stuff, uh, we paid for that contract to have him come play for us. Yeah. So the the problem <laughs> is the tools around. I am I am convinced that Patrick's issues this year are much more relegated to the tools around him than him himself. Now yes he has not played as well. He has thrown some very ugly passes. He has thrown. He has had games where he has looked completely out of rhythm with the offense, and part of that is obviously he's going to take responsibility for his part of that. But you went from you went from working with Kobe grade A rare aged beef <laughs> to I just bought this out of the supermarket wrapped in cellophane. It was on the buy today shelf. <laughs> yeah, it had the two dollar off today only sticker that was conveniently somehow covering up the date of sale, the last day it could be sold. I mean, that's just coincidence, right? That they actually covered up that date with a discount sticker. <laughs> yep. You know, that's why I think that's. But back to the point of the, I do think the answer is C.J. Stroud. I think what holds somebody back and what gives me pause from saying that is we only have very limited. Uh, sample size, right? CJ right. Stroud has had one year, but to your point, he walked into a team that was not expected to perform this year, and they won the division. Yeah, yeah. They out they outplayed Jacksonville, who everybody thought was ready to take the next step, and they didn't. They outplayed the Colts, who kind of surprisingly was better than expected, mm -hmm. and now they're in the divisional round of the playoffs. And people are like, or people are finally starting to say, I mean, step up. And and I was talking on one of my one of my streaming friends, Terry Zhang, Terry underscore Zhang underscore gaming, um, who was a huge fantasy football guy. And I was in his fantasy football podcast uh, streamers league. They were all like, oh, no, here comes a guy for the podcast. We're all going to lose. I finished seventh. <laughs> hey, man, it, it happens. It, it, it happens. I was out in the first round of the playoffs. It's fine. You know, I, that's why I said to people, I'm like, I do better in leagues against so-called experts than I do against my friends. <laughs> I mean, that's, it, you know, I like the, the podcast league that you run on NFL.com. I think I've won it one year. I think I won it once. That's it. Yeah. Charles Life won it twice. No, one, twice. Once. But I beat her ass in the second final to teach her a lesson. <laughs> Because she never, she said, she kept running in her mouth. Oh, I beat a bunch of experts. I'm smarter than the podcasters. You, you won one league, lady. And now, 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 now hold my beer. And that was, that was an ugly year. The one year I paid attention to that. So, you know, it, you know, people think experts are going to win all the time. We don't win all the time. We, we, sometimes I just play to have fun and that's, that's okay. I'm getting way off track here. Where was I going with this? Uh, oh, Terry Zhang. Yes. He was, somebody was talking in, his chat this week, we were just chatting about football and somebody pointed out, I'm a Carolina Panthers fan and my team traded its future for Bryce Young, where we could have stood still and gotten CJ Stroud. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. already starting to feel like you took Ken O'Brien ahead of Marino. You know, 
I think next year we'll definitely be able to tell 100% if that's true or not, right. but I think we're on that track. <laughs> exactly. So, I, yeah, I mean, C.J. Stroud, what hesitates me, what make, gives me gives me pause is maybe he's a one-year wonder. You know, maybe, maybe. he's not. Maybe. But, yes, I think I think the, the fact that he's – just the mere fact that he's younger and appears to be on a positive track makes him a more attractive – by than Patrick Mahomes in Dynasty. For Dynasty, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Remember, I mean, folks, Dynasty is completely different. <laughs> so. Yeah, Dynasty, you keep everybody year to year. I have had, in Cinch's League, I have done fairly well. This is my worst year of all. I finished like fifth or sixth. And you know why I've done fairly well? Because in the first year, I drafted Justin Herbert. <laughs> and I've had Justin Herbert every year. And every year, Cinch calls me. Yeah, and is like, right. trade me Justin Herbert. I love Justin Herbert. And I'm like, you're not going to afford him. And he's like, make an offer. And I'm like, all right, your next six number one picks. And he'll yell at me. <laughs> Why well, is it crazy? Yeah, it is crazy. I told you, you can't afford him because he's the only thing I've got. Like half my team is on the IR by the middle of the year. Yeah. And it's a dynasty league with like a 25 man bench. So my best <laughs> option is like Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> or the backup in, uh, in Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the, uh, the waiver wire and the best available player is he hate me. I'm like, didn't that dude retire? <laughs> Not anymore. Like, yeah, <laughs> like 10 years ago. Well, let's see what the next name is down. Frank Gore. Oh, anyway. Man. All right, so what do you got for me? What, what's your burning hot take this week? We agree. CJ Stroud is the better dynasty option. Go ahead. Yes. Um, For me, I just want to know what's... So this just came out today that on the last year of his contract, Mike Tomlin will return as a coach of the Steelers. Okay. Are you surprised by that? Do you have... Are you surprised by his actions, like in his interview, where he just walked away from a question? Like he literally right, just, hold on a second. He literally just my nose. walked out the door. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know my feelings on Mike Tomlin. You know my feelings on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you know my feeling on the way he runs an organization. That organization has been inmates running the asylum for years, years. I go back to I think it was. It might have been the year before Patrick Mahomes became a starter. It might have been Alex Smith's last year. And I watched in a playoff game, and I saw a Steeler on a punt dislike where a ball went out of bounds. And when the official spotted it, he picked up the ball in front of the official and moved it you can't do to that. where he thought it went out, <laughs> out of bounds. And the official snapped at him and picked up the ball and put it back. And the guy laughed. I'm like, that is clown shoes. This is the same coach who supposedly didn't know where he was going early in his career and walked out into the field and interrupted a punt return. Remember when that happened? Oh, when yeah. A guy when he streaking down oh, the sideline just ran into he Mike didn't Tomlin. Try to kick him or trip him. <laughs> yeah, he just ran into him. Like, okay, that and 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 okay. So my 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 feelings on Mike Tomlin are very clear. So when he walks out of the press conference without taking a single question because the first question asked is, hey, you've only got a year in your contract. What are you going to do? It is not, it's not shocking. It's fucking on brand. It's on brand because this is how classless of an organization he is running. If you don't want to talk about that, then you walk in the door and you go Bill Belichick on their ass. Uh, it was a tough loss. I'm really upset about it. I know there's a lot of people here. We're going to talk about contracts expiring. I really just want to talk about the game and getting ready for next year. So go ahead. Let's have at it. That's not what happened. He walked her in. He looked around the room. He basically, yelled, he basically his glare was come at me, bro. And when the first question came at him, he ditched. Yeah. I think that was his last question, but it was only like a two minute interview. 
so it doesn't doesn't really matter. But yeah, and then what's funny is Najee Harris today was today yesterday. He said, "Now are you ready? Are you sitting?" This is what Najee Harris. I, I said. am the running back that I, I think the running back that I believe the Steelers really don't want there. This is what yeah. he said: the Steelers need to be more disciplined, and he's called for in-house changes in wake of the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think I think. He's not going to be a stealer before anything like that changes. If yes. I said that the right way. <laughs> yes, he knows he's on his way out. They like Jalen Warren better. They, they're, they're probably going to move him, and now he's just sealed his fate. You know, he's he has been, called he's out the been coach. There, he's been there three years, so, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised that Tomlin's coming back because the Steelers never fire anybody. That's true. They've had a total of three coaches over the last, like, 45 years. Yep. It was Chuck Knoll... Then it was, what's his name, Bill Cowher, and then it was Mike Tomlin, and that's it. And that takes you back into the early, the late 70s. Might even be longer than that. Might be 50 years now that they've had three coaches. The Steelers don't fire head coaches. They don't. It's just not the way they do things. The Eagles, however, I've, do. <laughs> yes. I, I have been very critical of Mike Tomlin. I will remain critical of Mike Tomlin because everything I see just reinforces the argument that there is a serious culture problem in the Steelers' locker room, and it starts at the head coach. And it's not new, and it's not evolving. It is present. The end, that's it. Show me something different. Because all the evidence points to it. Everybody leaves there and has trouble where they go next. Antonio Brown couldn't cut it on any other team. So why did he cut it on the Steelers? Because the Steelers babied him for his shit. Le'Veon Bell... Juju Smith-Schuster. All of these guys go places and then change quickly because they can't work in a system where they don't get to call the shots. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, no. And, there's, no, and there's a mountain of evidence at this point that show us that the Steelers are not a class organization, and it starts and ends with their head coach. He sets the tone, and the tone he has set is, if you do well, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And that is not a class organization. No, <clears throat> especially with their, and I think they're even have a harder time with their quarterback situation. I think their quarterback yes. situation is a mess right now, and they yes. really don't know what to do. <laughs> yes, and you, oh, you're a Steelers hater. Yes, I am because I, mean, I hate I teams who are clowns. <laughs> I'm, I mean, you you could you hate them because they're in a division. You hate them like I hate the Raiders. Yes. Right. Yes. But I, I, it's not, oh, you just hate the, you just hate the Steelers. No, I hate what the Steelers have become because there was a time where they were a classy organization. Under Bill Cowher, they were a classy organization. They're yeah, not a classy were. organization anymore. They're not. They were. They're not. And the, so, and the Browns are still a dumpster fire. Like I told everyone, and and that believe me, that segues us right into <laughs> Wild Card Weekend, which was super. If you missed it, <laughs> it was super. Super wild card weekend. I'll give you a super wild card. All right, let's just run down the games really quick. We're going to give a just a minute of our insight. What did we notice? What did we see? What did we like? What did we hate? And let's just go right down the list. Let's start with Browns at Texans. The Texans advance 45 to 14. The, the one thing I saw here was that the Texans are better than people thought. The Browns won 11 games this year, guys. They were not slouches, and yes, they played a pretty easier, easy schedule compared to some, but 11 wins is still 11 wins in the NFL, sure. and the Texans manhandled them, and that just tells me that the Browns are still not ready for primetime. What did you uh, learn from this game? 
they're not. Their defense it was, you know, they were supposed to have one of the best defenses in the NFL, and the Texans, probably to everyone's surprise, pretty much shredded them, and it acted like there was no defense on the field. Mm-hmm. And that I don't now. I'm gonna preface this: I do not hate Joe Flacco. I like Joe. No, Flacco. we don't. I like Joe Flacco. I can't mm-hmm. root for him because he's a Brown. He was a Craven. I rooted for him when he was a Jet. Mm-hmm. But watching the uh, <clears throat> the AFC North, I've watched a lot of Joe Flacco games and clips. And this is the thing with Joe Flacco. If the game is, if you're behind more than 14, I don't know if Joe Flacco's winning you the game. Start the bus. If you're up by 14, he's not losing you the game. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to win if your defense doesn't screw up. But if you're down by more than two touchdowns, yeah, not going to work. And again, if you bet, <laughs> if you listen to our show before, Craig and I are big time supporters of the forgotten quarterbacks. We were champions of Blake Bortles. One of our studios is named for Blake Bortles. That's right. Damn it. We love, I mean, Craig, Craig will sit and scream about the stash all day long. Whenever he gets a chance, he loves Gardner Minshew. Is it because he loves Gardner Minshew? No, it's because Gardner Minshew's this great comeback story. Every time they send him to the bench, somebody gets hurt. He comes in and he wins like three out of four games. Three times. But you make him a starter and he goes one and eight and he's back to the bench until somebody gets hurt and he comes in and wins three out of four. It's yeah. it's just bizarre. It's 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 weird. So we do love the Joe Flacco story, but yeah, uh, that's the Browns are tired. And, and now the still. Browns, the Brown. You know what? You know what tops this off is the fact mm. that the Browns gave away all of their picks to the Texans. <laughs> yeah, for nothing. Yep. So for a guy holding the clipboard. Yep. Yep. All right, the second game on Saturday was Dolphins at Chiefs, which if you didn't see it, that's okay. A lot of people didn't because the NFL accepted a Peacock-only offer on it. So if you didn't have Peacock, you didn't see Dolphins at Chiefs. If you didn't have Peacock, you didn't miss much. What I learned from this game is Tua is not ready for primetime. Especially in the cold. No. Yeah, I mean, people were like, oh, it's because of the cold. I don't think it was because of the cold. It didn't help. Definitely did not I, I'm sure it didn't help. I'm sure it didn't help. It doesn't help anybody except running backs. But even the running game for the Dolphins was weak. So the Chiefs get away 26-7. to They were never really challenged in this game. I mean, the Chiefs made a lot of mistakes. Travis dropped two balls that Travis don't drop. See that? One he's of which would have been a touchdown. Dist- he's too distracted. He's too distracted by his lady love. Hey, listen. He's not... He's gotten very few penalties. Just tell him to... Listen... Taylor, just sit him down and goes, if you want to put your hands on this, you better put your hands on every pass thrown to you today. <laughs> the end. And then that's it. And then that's it. But the Chiefs advance 26 to 7, which leaves me in a weird position. And I said this on my stream on Sunday when Craig was playing video games with me of rooting for the Steelers on Sunday so the Chiefs can host a playoff game. We'll get to that in a minute. Fast forward to Sunday. So wait, so your take was that there was the cold? Is that what your take was? I, I don't think I... I know. I think it was. I think it was a combination of the cold, it being a giant, you know, a giant playoff game in Kansas City, and mm-hmm. just the Dolphin. Like I've already seen, and I don't take much credit to these because you have to take everything you see online with a grain of salt. But the people mm-hmm. are saying that the Dolphins need to look for a new quarterback already, especially wow. with the more talk that Tyreek Hill may or may not retire. Wow. Okay. So. Takes us to Sunday and Packers-Cowboys, the only <laughs> upset of the weekend. Um, 
I mean, was I it really was it really an upset given the Cowboys by, by seeding? By seeding, yes, but given the Cowboys' track record, yeah, not so much. Well, the Cowboys had been <laughs> almost undefeatable at home. They'd won six straight home games. Like they were playing lights out ball at home, and this team yep. looked lost. Yeah. So what was your what was your takeaway? Let's start with you on this one. What was your takeaway it's, from this one? <laughs> it was the Cowboys in the playoffs since nineteen ninety six. Since nineteen ninety six, they're zero and eight. Now are they zero and nine? Before this, you know, like in the playoffs at home, the Packers have a better record in playoff games in Dallas than the Cowboys in the last yes. thirty years. It, yes, the Packers have won more playoff games in Dallas than the Dallas Cowboys have. Yes, since since that stadium opened. Yes. So my takeaway from this, this was brutally hard to watch because it was covered on Fox. It was Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, and they so clearly had an agenda from the absolute (laughs) get-go. After the first series, they showed Dak Prescott talking to C.D. Lamb as they walked off the field. And they replayed it as they came back from a break and were like, C.D. Lamb getting some information. Dak doesn't look happy. They're clearly not on the same page. Next series, afterwards, they come back from a break and they show Mike McCarthy with his hand on C.D. Lamb's shoulder as C.D. Lamb is sitting on the bench. Oh, McCarthy's now talking to C.D. Lamb. Something's definitely up. The entire (laughs) rest of the game was why are C.D. Lamb and Dak not on the same page? The entire rest of the game. And I started to buy into it. I just looked at my wife and I said, something ain't right with those two. And then I stopped and really thought about it. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm getting gaslighted. (laughs) It worked. (laughs) It worked. Fox has me questioning whether or not (laughs) CD lamb has, but I I didn't take it as he quit or there was beef. I got the feeling CD lamb's mind wasn't there or he wasn't feeling right. Like I would not be shocked if they came out this week and were like, CD lamb's having surgery. Something was wrong. and He's having surgery. That wouldn't shock me, but like the way Fox was playing it up, like, like tomorrow, if this had been wrestling, <laughs> if this had been like a pay-per-view, then yeah. Monday would have opened with CD lamb coming out to talk about how disappointed he was in his tag team match with Dak Prescott. And then Dak would come out and interrupt and say, all right, we're going to settle this right now. And they would have a fight. That's could, the way that, Fox promoted it. That would be kind of awesome. Actually. <laughs> it, but I, I mean, you it. know, you think, yeah, if, if you've ever watched wrestling, you know that's how they <laughs> love to fracture a tag team. You have a bad pay-per-view, yep. and then one side comes out and blames the other, and now you've got a you've got a, a head-to-head, you know? So, but anyway, so yeah, so my takeaway from this was just Fox did a terrible... Fox had an agenda. They wanted us to question C.D. Lamb's integrity from the get-go. <laughs> and what I question is the Cowboys as a unit and their coaching. They looked woefully unprepared as a defense, and they are a good defense. And they looked lost against a freaking first-year quarterback, a first-year starter. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. And 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 much love to much love to Jordan Love because he's done something. This is now two things that he has <laughs> done that neither Favre or Aaron Rodgers could do. Not only did he win a playoff game in his first year as a starter. But he's gone an entire year without saying something stupid or committing some sort of crime. <laughs> and you that's know, not something that Favre and, and, and Rodgers can say this year. You know what is crazy, though? Because people were were putting stitching together clips of the three of them. Mm-hmm. Because because Rodgers stayed behind Favre for three years. And then yep. Love stayed behind uh, Rodgers for three years. 
Yep. But if you watch clips of all three of them throwing, they all throw the same way, and it's kind of Be- weird. <laughs> because they all learn from each other. I know, but it's it's just you don't really see that happen. They throw exactly like off their back foot and kind of sidearm. It's yep. it's kind of funny. I'm I'm very much of the camp that you shouldn't start your rookie year. I mean, I, I know yeah. Peyton Manning. You gotta throw Peyton Manning to the wolves. So That's Peyton why he Manning threw 28 touchdown or uh, interceptions that year, or some insane. Yeah, number. but but yeah. look, but look what happened. He matured to this great quarterback. Okay, that's Peyton Manning is a different class. Is I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes sat a year behind Alex Smith. If you if you sit there and say, okay, well, Alex Smith, we're we're gonna part ways and we're gonna go with Mahomes. Does Mahomes mature the way he did? I don't think so. I think having that year to sit and really learn an offense and watch how it's done and talk to coaches like Andy Reid and great quarterbacks like Alex Smith, because whether you like it or not, Alex Smith was a very efficient quarterback. He was. Everywhere he went. He was. So, you know, what, like it or leave it. That, all right. All right. So that's what we're done making fun of the Cowboys. Once again, <laughs> if the Cowboys want to go to the Super Bowl this year, they will need tickets. <laughs> but. Oh, Jerry I, Jones. I, I actually, I'm actually surprised he hasn't fired everyone yet. Oh, I I, it's coming. McCarthy won't be back. I I'm, I guarantee McCarthy won't be it's back. It's gonna be like Garrett. He's just gonna lock the door, <laughs> not tell him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I will say this. I was in a meeting today at my full time job, and um, it was it was like 55 people on this Zoom call, mm-hmm. and uh, like at the time, it's like it's like a minute after 10, and there's only like. 30 people on the call. So our CEO is on the call. He goes, we're going to wait just a few minutes uh, for everybody to wander in. Um, if there's any questions or anything people want to ask that don't require the full group, now's a great time. And our CEO is a diehard Giants fan. <laughs> and I almost, he was like, so if anybody's got anything while we're waiting two minutes, go ahead. And I almost unmuted and said to him, yeah, I just like to know how you feel about the Cowboys loss. <laughs> you should have and asked him. <laughs> I, I didn't do it. I, I didn't do it, but I should have. So, okay, moving on. Uh, Rams, Lions. I'm going to be honest. I did not watch this game. Uh, I went. I did. I did. I, I was I went for to the bed. <laughs> I went to bed. I, I think I said it. I said it to Terry Zhang yesterday. I think the Lions are a team of destiny. I think the Lions probably make the, the championship at this game. I'm sorry, the, the Super Bowl at this, at this rate. But all right, so tell us tell us your impression. What would you take away from Rams Lions? Uh, so my takeaway would really be the the Lions are very good. They're and Jared, I think Jared Goff played really well. Uh, their mm-hmm. defense, their defense kind of worried me because they they showed flashes of greatness and then flashes of nah. Uh, yeah. But like the first drive the Lions had, like the Rams could not stop them uh, at all. I really did think that the like once I don't think you you may have saw us yelling about it in chat, but mm-hmm. there was towards the end of the first half, the Lions had the ball. I don't remember. It was like it was less than like thirty seconds left. I don't remember. It was not a lot of time, but mm-hmm. there was the next play. There's a flag, and everyone on the Lions thought it was um, offsides or um, neutral zone fraction or whatever. Okay, and. They called it a false start on the offensive line. And when you look at the replay, the guy on the Rams literally jumps into the neutral zone, which makes the offensive lineman like flinch, which is mm-hmm. what they called him on. And then they yeah, had to, no, then they had to kick the defense. ball. I was like, what? Why? 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 
Um, I, I think I think that you know we we've talked about a million times the officiating. It has not gotten better in the no, playoffs. No, it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse as time goes on. But I think it's a really I, good game, and uh, and yeah, I, I'm just rooting for the Lions this year because you know I know. Yeah, I, I am really pulling for them <laughs> just because. They're, they're they're the last of the original teams that's never played in a Super Bowl, so I'd like to see them at a Super yeah. Bowl this and year. And now you know, now the Rams are my NFC mortal enemy. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair. That's fair. I, I I mean I I know the source and Cinch both think I'm nuts that that helmet to helmet that cracked Patrick Mahomes' helmet uh, during the Chiefs game. I think that should have been a call at the penalty because the you know that the sources tend to be graphs with the eye lines and the eye position. <laughs> The defender leaned forward and leaned with his helmet. Yeah, but he was looking right at him. Okay. So he was looking him straight in the eyes when he made helmet-to-helmet contact. It's still helmet-to-helmet contact. And it's not because the helmet shattered. It was fucking cold, people. Those things were made of fiberglass. There's chemicals. It's it's physics. Okay. Don't I'm not saying it, that. Like I didn't see I didn't see it. Like, don't this isn't just usually called on whoever has the if they're running, not if they're catching. If they're running, don't they just call it on whoever leaned forward first? And they both leaned into it, which is probably why it was decided to be a no call. But my oh, my point is, we can't keep making that a no call because it just keeps happening, and then head injuries keep happening. Right. So when people sit there and go, "That's just hard football," okay, but you're going to lose the game you love because <clears throat> that's what you think of that. That eventually, what if Patrick Mahomes doesn't get up? What if the defender falls over and is unconscious after that contact? Is it still good football? I mean that's the thing we have to we have to start yeah. really addressing in the NFL the whole things that cause head injury stuff, right? So and we, that's that's the thing. The what actually happened during the Rams game was uh, Tyler Higby caught a pass over the middle and he had to jump for it, and the mm-hmm. defender, as you know, the defender can't hit them like in their upper body mm-hmm. anywhere. So he hit he hit him in his leg and you know his he tore his ACL, yeah. and. The, I forgot who was calling the game, but they're like, you know, we talked to players and they said they would rather be hit in the upper body than in the knee. Yeah. As like, you know what? That's probably because these guys are thinking, you know, this season, next season, my career, if my knee gets shattered, I don't know what happens to my career. I get hit in the head in this play. Eh, we'll see what happens. You know, should, it, 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 and I and I and I get it. The source and, and since we're making fun of me, oh, it's just good flags or two hand touch that <laughs> you're going to kill your own game, kids. That the tackle zone should be between the shoulders and the knees. That's it. You should not be able to hit higher than the shoulders. You should not be able to hit the knees or lower. Yeah, it's uh, like I mean, a human you, strike it, zone. <laughs> right. I mean, well, what if you're laying on the ground? You wrap up his ankles. Okay, then make that exception. You can't, you can't, you, the, the knees are off, the, off, off limits, but feet and, and ankles are fine. Okay. Yeah. That's fine too. We did it with horse collars, right? We saw the injuries coming with horse collar tackle. So we made it illegal for a horse collar tackle to happen. Why is it so hard to sit there and say, you cannot strike a player in the head and apply it to both sides of the ball. If it is clear that the offense is trying to hit someone in the head to try and draw a penalty which you could make the argument that Mahomes may have been doing. He lowers his head too. I'm not suggesting that this is purely a defensive penalty, but there's got to be something where people have to start thinking, I can't hit them in the head. And it's got to apply to everybody, not just passers. So, yeah, that's the thing too. With There's a big, people want to get rid of like uh, hip tackles, but my problem, Mm -hmm. like I understand how it can be dangerous. I get it. Like the whole sport is dangerous. Clearly, mm-hmm. but my problem with that is if you 
if they say they make hip tackles illegal, there is literally no way for you to tackle someone if you're chasing them. Yeah. There's there's no way to do it. You're going to you're going to try to dive like you're playing Madden and hope you hit him. Like there's oh, no and way what to do it. <laughs> and what happens if you dive and you hit his knee? Oh, see, there's a penalty. <laughs> what, yeah, so so you dive forward and the guy jukes left and that gives you that half of half of, of a foot. That gives you the extra foot that you need in the dive to make contact and you go straight into his knee. Yeah. That people are going to be bitching about that. I get it. Football's a violent game, but there's common sense things we could do, like not messing with the head to make it a little bit safer. So, all right. Steelers bills pretty much as we expected. Now I got to put the bills advance and now they're going to play the chiefs. My father-in-law is there's another blizzard coming. Oh, fantastic. Mm -hmm. There is, um, my father-in-law is a diehard bills fan. Oh yeah, that's right. He's, already reached out to me and asked me if I would bet two bucks on the game. <laughs> and I said, yes. And I said, and I'll tell you this, win or lose, I'll throw in a steak dinner. And now he's all excited because he's going to get steak out of it. But we like having them over for steak. So um, at some point, um, nothing shocking here. The bills are starting to look like the bills again. The bills appear to be, the bills are finally starting to understand they can use James Cook. <laughs> every play doesn't every drive does not have to include a 30 yard completion to Stefan Diggs. Are you sure? <laughs> I, the, I watched every minute of this game and I, and I, what was I, like, hold on, hold on. Let me see game details. I'll open up. I want to see, I want to see what the numbers were for Diggs. I mean, they weren't, they weren't tremendous. They weren't bad, but they weren't tremendous either. Uh, bills. Allen threw for two Oh three. The leading receiver was Dalton Kincaid. Diggs caught oh, wow. seven for 52 on nine <clears throat> targets. So hmm. D Diggs is still getting his, but he's only averaging seven yards a catch. That's That says to me they're starting to utilize other people, and that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. I want to see James Cook have four catches. I want to see Khalil Shakir have three for 31 and a touchdown. I, 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 by, the, more you, the more of a threat other people are, the more of an opportunity it's going to open for Diggs. And that's the thing. They they weren't running Cook earlier in the year, and they changed offensive coordinators. So my takeaway from this was you're finally balancing yourself out as a team by using Cook. What, right. did, what did you take away from Steelers-Bills? It was it was fun to watch. Um, not really. I'm not really surprised. Like, I feel like the Steelers were that. The Steelers were that outlying playoff team where you're like should they really be here mm -hmm. <laughs> like i felt like the packers deserved it more than the steelers uh, i can agree with that so they played they played the way i expected really like i was expecting them to just you know try at least hurt someone on the bills by the end of the game so it, it is it was what i expected and they're like i said their quarterback situation is not uh it's not good okay that brings us to do, 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 do. The Eagles at the Bucks. The Eagles get destroyed. I did not watch this, but my youngest mm. nephew is is very much an Eagles fan because they have been good, and he loves Jalen Hurts. Um, he talked a lot of shit at Christmas, man. Did he? Talked a lot of shit at Thanksgiving and Christmas because right before Thanksgiving, they beat the Chiefs 21-17, and he talked a lot of shit. And then Christmas came, and I remember saying to him, hey, What's going on with your guys? They've lost three games in a row. And he yelled at me. He was not happy with that. But when you look at it, since beating the Bills in overtime in week 12, two, three, four, five, six, 
they, I'm sorry, uh, five. They lost five of their last six games. And they lost games to people like the Cardinals and the Giants. So, you know, for me, the takeaway is that Philadelphia needs to figure out what it's doing and be consistent because what this says to me is that they've been figured out. Did you watch this game? What to- did anything stick out first, to you? I watched the first quarter of it. It was bad. It's it's now Jalen Hurts is 0-2 against Tampa Bay in the playoffs, and now it's going to, like, be in his head. So the Eagles definitely, definitely had, like, a Super Bowl hangover. Yeah, it felt like a Super Bowl hangover. Absolutely. All right, we've only got a few minutes left. Let's go through the schedule this week really quick and just make some. So I want a prediction, and I want something you're looking for. It, doesn't, it can be a player. It could be a trend, okay. whatever it is. We start with Texans at Ravens. I am looking for the Texans defense to keep Lamar Jackson stationary. And I don't think they yeah. can do it. And because they can't do it, I think the Ravens win. Yeah, I think this will... I mean, clearly he's going to be the key. And I was going to pretty much say the same thing as you. The only way you really beat him is by... Cont- I won't even say sacking him. I would say containing him. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as he doesn't run past the line of scrimmage, you could be okay. And like or I get said, those line, get those runs down to under five yards. He's gotten Let much better. For three. He's gotten much better since he had LASIK. So mm-hmm. we're just passing. But yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. But I think Baltimore's going to wind up winning. Especially didn't they get? Didn't they just sign Dalvin Cook? Did they? Yeah, they, they did. did. So yeah, Dalvin Cook's there now. Oh, that God. should be a good game. That leads us to Saturday night: Packers at Niners. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm calling it right now. I'll take the Packers. I am. Yeah, I, I, think, I have. Yeah. Go ahead. I have had this bizarre, and I, I said this to Terry yesterday too. I have zero statistics to back this up because the 49ers have been an unstoppable beast all year. I'm just, I've got a gut feeling that the 49ers are going to come out flat. Yeah. 49ers are going to come out flat. And, and so I'm taking the Packers, and my thing to watch is going to be Christian McCaffrey because his player prop is like 92 and a half yards rushing, and I'm taking the under. And it's it's all based on a gut feeling. Don't I, I will not be shocked if I'm wrong next week. Will not be shocked in the slightest. But my gut feeling is taking the Packers and the Niners come out flat. Yeah, as long as it's not as bad as that last playoff game, because that was you know when they had their like fifth string quarterback. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that was bad. Um, yeah, this is. I mean, listen, Dallas's Dallas's defense was really was really good this year and so were the 49ers. Mm-hmm. So now if I was the mm-hmm. 49ers, I'd be kind of worried. Like, you know, Green Bay came into these playoffs with really nothing to lose. Yeah. You know, like that last game all the pressure was on Dallas. So, I think mm-hmm. the same thing is going to happen here. I think as now here's the key. As long as Green Bay does not make any mistakes, if they play a perfect game, I can see them winning this game. Yeah. Yeah. I I I think this is going to be a closer game, but that brings us to Sunday after the two one seeds play on Saturday. Sunday, we start with the Bucks at Lions. I'm going to take the Lions at home over the Bucks. And my play, my thing to my player watching be my thing to watch can be Goff. If Goff throws more touchdowns and interceptions, the Lions win. The end. Uh, if yeah, don't just I listen right now. I'll tell you this: I I refuse to watch the Super Bowl starring Baker Mayfield. I, I can't can't do it it probably it, 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 it's gonna be a, even if they got by the bucks they'd have to get by the niners next there's no way that's happening yeah no i think detroit takes this game i agree with you i think detroit is this is their this is i think they're having their Bengals moment from yeah two years two years ago two years ago i just this lions team just feels like a team of destiny to me 
I just it, it feels like it it feels like a really good story, and I'm not shocked. I won't be shocked if they make the championship. That brings us to Chiefs at Bills. Ugh. What it you said snow, right? Uh another lake effect snowstorm is could be in the future. Alright, let's uh let's do this live. We'll go to weather.com. Alright, I like to I need to see Orchard Park, New York. There you are. Okay, Orchard Park, New York. Okay. And we gotta look at okay, lake effect snow warning is already in effect there now. So that's uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, okay, forecast Thursday snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight to twelve inches tonight. Tomorrow being Thursday, another one to three. Then Friday, another one to three. And then Saturday, it starts to taper off. And then Sunday is going to be partly cloudy and seventeen degrees at night. Uh, so that means take the they're under. Gonna have to, yeah, they're going to have <laughs> to clear out that that facility Saturday night. Um. Yeah, I actually, I actually took. Oh, that's funny. I just asked NFL.com. There's a, a, an available odds tab on their scoring thing because I thought it'd be easy, and it says you are not in a state with legalized sports betting. The fuck, I'm not. <laughs> yes, we are. It's literally everywhere now. It's not literally everywhere now. I hit like four parlays this weekend. I took a bunch of wuss parlays this weekend. I'm not gonna lie. I took a lot of the most cheese ass. Like, let me see if I can find one. One of the ones that I hit. I hit one on the... Yeah. Um, our, it's funny. Our state went from nothing. And you ever see that meme where that, that person opens a laptop and, like, whatever mm-hmm. time of season it is, that's what they get in the face with? So if it's, like, you know, if it's, like, Halloween, they just get... There's all these pumpkins that fly out of the laptop. That's yeah. what I feel about, like, sports betting now. If you open up mm-hmm. a computer in Connecticut or a phone... Sports betting flies at sports you. betting literally everywhere. Everywhere. So one of, one of the things I hit was Aaron Jones anytime touchdown scorer, Dak over two eighty eight, and C D Lamb over ninety eight, and that was plus three seventy. That's a wuss. The hard part of that is, is Aaron Jones going to score, and Aaron Jones scored the first and second touchdowns of the game. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> they were doing this in the playoffs, jerk. You know, I'm looking at I'm looking at. Oh, he's only got. Oh, he's Dak's only got like ninety nine yards passing in the first half. It they're going to throw the ball like every play. They're yeah. desperate. They're going to throw the ball constantly. He ends up with like 300. I think he ended up with 400 yards. Threw for over 300 yards in the second half. So. Oh, wow. I think so. All right. So anyway, so this game. Yeah, I don't know. I'm taking. Bet the under. I'm, that's all go. I got. That's, yeah, that's really know, all I got. Just, just bet the under. Whatever it is. But you got to pick a winner. So bet the under can be your observation. But who's the winner? Uh, Kansas City, because I have no faith in Buffalo. I'm sorry. Okay. So the over under is 45. You like the under still? Yes. Yeah, I, I kind of agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Uh I so I'm 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 taking the Chiefs. And here's this is this is why I'm looking at the DraftKings line right now. The Chiefs money line is plus 120 because they're the underdogs, they're on the road, and rightfully so, right? Right. Plus 120 money line, or I can take plus two and a half for the Chiefs and still get plus one hundred. Oh, not bad. Right? Not bad. That tells me all the money on the line is on the Bills' side of the ball. When it's a positive payout with points, like I'm looking at all the other games, they're all minus 110, minus 110 on both sides of the ball. This one's minus 112 to minus 108. The Chiefs are plus 100 with two and a half points. So yeah, I've already bet that. <laughs> um, I have already comboed it. I've already parlayed the Chiefs with the plus two and a half and the money line and a Rashi Rice touchdown. A Rashi mm-hmm. Rice I think 
I think the Chiefs win this. I think it's going to be a great game. It's at 6.30 at night. I pray for my liver. I hope to God <laughs> I make it to work the next morning. Because it, it is going to, yeah. It's, it's, Saturday, you know, right before we go to final thoughts here, Saturday, I made the mistake. I went to Tribus with Sean and his wife. And I had three beers and then I came home and ate some dinner and then the game started and I had four, four more drinks. <laughs> I had a scotch and then three more beers on top of that. And you got your and wife all drunk. Of us, <laughs> what's that? And you got your wife drunk on scotch. Well, <laughs> she only had, the, we only had the one glass, but each had one glass. But yeah, I, I, I'm sitting there and it's like, it's like the, the game is ending and I'm like, I went to stand up and I went, holy shit. I just realized I had seven, seven drinks today. That is a lot for a normal human being. It's like you're on a cruise. <laughs> it's like I'm on a cruise. And now granted, I had seven drinks, but I've been drinking all day from like noon on. And so when I woke up the next morning with a mild hangover, I was not surprised. But, um, you know, I, I did do my vitamins and all that fun shit so I could try to avoid it. But all right. So that's that's what we're looking at for next for this week. Got four big games, eight teams left. Next week will be championship uh, uh, Sunday. I'm sorry, conference championship Sunday, and then two weeks we'll have the Super Bowl. Can't believe this is where we're at already, but this is where we're at already. Yeah. So, all right, Craig, final thoughts for this week. We're going into the divisional round of the playoffs. What do you want the people to know? Divisional round of playoffs, you know, just we say I've said this randomly, just bet smart. You know, make make a crazy, crazy parlay. Just go ahead and do it, but don't, you know, don't bet $1,000 on it. No. So, but, you know, but yeah, that's it, really. Take take a long <laughs> shot bet. Take a dollar and put it on something that's plus three thousand. Just do it. Yeah. Or just, make, be, one, or just be, make one up. Yeah, sure. It, yeah, it might be Patrick Mahomes rushes for four touchdowns. It it could okay. happen. It could happen. It could happen. Probably won't. But if it does, and you win thirty one dollars on go. your one dollar bet, think of your old friends here. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so uh for me, it is I am so excited we're near the end of this season. <laughs> I I normally start start counting and say to myself, "Oh my god, there's only 7 games of meaningful football left. I got to watch every freaking minute." I I'm not there this year. This year has been a slow, so enjoy what you want to enjoy in football this. Don't feel like you, I'm probably not going to watch the entirety of Texans Ravens. I'll probably watch the first half. I'll probably fall asleep at halftime of Packers Niners. You know, so enjoy the games but don't don't start stressing about the lack of football coming up. Just enjoy the games and, you know, drink and bet responsibly. That's where I go this week. The other thing you could do responsibly is leave us a review. Whatever podcast directory you found us on, go on there and leave us a review. Apple Podcast is the easiest one to do that, but we love to hear from you and we love the good feedback. Uh, also, you can reach out to us. You have a question, you have a comment, you want to tell me I'm insane because I hate the Steelers. That's fine. There's a number of ways you can do that. You can write to us. We are fignutsdfs at gmail.com. We are also the Football Fignuts podcast on Facebook. Uh, feel free to reach out to us either way. All right, Craig. This week, next week, Super Bowl. And accidentally, it works out that if we take the week off between the conference championships and the Super Bowl, our Super Bowl episode will be episode number 300. Oh, that's very smart of you. I like it. No, no, it was accidental because oh. the computer didn't want to work. Oh, that's oh, actually that right. See? Fate. <laughs> thank you, computer. Thank you for your help. And thank you, everybody, for listening to us. We really appreciate it. A quick hi to Deb, as always. 
Um, but we will we'll be back next week to break down the divisional, uh, the conference championship, break down the divisional w- wins and losses, probably complain about the officiating um, because that's what we do, and then break down the conference championship weekend matchups. So until we speak next, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Mm-hmm.